And welcome back to Tiger Talk on this Wednesday night. Appreciate you joining us on this Wednesday evening as we uh, get now get ready to talk Nevada Tiger basketball with head coach Sean Gray of the Nevada Tigers. Not as busy as we thought they were going to be because of a postponement of a game at Lamar last night. We'll touch on that here in a second. But still a busy week because Nevada had the three-day Comiskey Classic last week at Joplin High School. And even though the tournament had to be reformatted uh, because of some travel issues for some of the teams that come from the outlying part of the state, still turned into a very competitive, entertaining tournament to uh, Nevada coming back with a third place finish after knocking off William Crispin on Saturday. We're going to go through each ball game of the tournament. But uh, Sean Gray, first of all, just as an overview of the tournament, even, and they they worked their tails off making sure they got this tournament in. Uh, even though it had to be revamped, pool play uh, four days instead of three, uh, you played three of the four. I thought it still turned into a very entertaining tournament. It was a good tournament, Mike, and they, yeah, Matt Hyatt and Coach Schaefer did a good job of getting it organized and getting it in, and. Uh, uh, it's it's been good for us for several years to go down there, and uh, it, it, uh, luckily we're able to come away with a couple wins, and uh, everything was well ran, so we we thoroughly enjoyed it. Even though we had a local influence because of the revamp, it, you still played teams that you wouldn't normally see. Though you saw William Crispin a year ago, saw Clever who uh, we've never played before, so you still got to see some new blood. It is, and it's nice when you do play in tournaments that you don't see a team that you maybe already play in the regular season or that you'll for sure play in the district tournament. And, and, and while we will see Webb City again down the road, but anytime you can get two or three games against maybe an unfamiliar opponent, uh, that's that's something you like to see. Well, let's talk about it. We'll break down each game. Uh, Nevada started off last Thursday uh, taking on the Webb City Cardinals. Uh, at the time, both teams ranked in the top ten and classified. Nevada has now dropped out of that, but uh, Webb City has climbed. They're now up to number four in the NBCA poll. They were number eight when Nevada saw them last Thursday. They're on a real roll, including a pair of wins against Joplin, one last night, one last Saturday, to win the championship. 65-55, the Cardinals uh, get the victory. And uh, just – Two good athletic teams uh, going at it, and uh, you got unfortunately for your squad, you got off to a bit of a slow start, and uh, that made it certainly a challenge the rest of the way. We did, Mike, and it was twofold: um, just cold shooting on the offensive end to start the first quarter, and then at the other end, we just we sent them to the free throw line a lot. They converted from the free throw line, and it, it was one of those snowball effects. I think we couldn't get anything going at either end of the floor, but. Really proud of our guys and, and what we knew we would get from them when we were in a hole. Just kept battling all the way and uh, and gave ourselves a chance. They have uh, certainly some good athletes, uh, but one I don't know if uh, Trenton Hayes was a bit of a surprise or not. But uh, the six one senior came out big with seventeen points and hit some big threes. Yeah, and, and he got a, a, a several of those points, maybe six free throws in the fourth quarter when it kind of became foul game. But the three threes that he hit. Leading up to that point, I think he made one in each of each quarter, and I think he maybe had I think he had eleven points going into the fourth. That's something that when your fifth starter, which is probably what he is, when your fifth starter hits shots in every quarter, big shots. Um, when your opponent, you know, we did a, in those possessions, take away Howard, take away Vaden, make someone else take a shot, and uh, he did a good job of knocking those down. And uh, when we see them again, we'll have to do a good job of making sure he doesn't get any in rhythm catch and shoot three balls. Kai Howard had uh, 17. We know he's a, a proven commodity. Uh, we've seen him for the last couple of years now. And uh, he ended up with 17. But you mentioned the free throws. Uh, they ended up with, I believe, 31 free throws in the contest. Made the vast majority of those. Uh, I don't have the final stat in front of me. But uh, other than Logan McNeely, you really didn't get to the free throw line. So do you feel like that the charity stripe was a difference in the game? Big difference. And we talk about the lines, winning the battle of the lines, the three-point line and the free throw line. Um you know, the, the three-point line was 
was pretty close. I think they made five threes and we made five threes. Um, but when free throws, they made 23 and we made 12. They shot 31, we shot 16. Against a super athletic team like Web City, you've got to win that free throw battle. And we've been able over the over the course of the last five or six years, Web Cities, Kansas City Centers, teams like that that want to play fast, physical up and down basketball. You win that free throw line battle, you give yourself a chance to win the game. Uh, Going to be a big key the next time we see them to flip that script. And by the way, that next time will be next week at the uh, Frontenac Tournament, which we'll preview on next week's program, so make sure you're around for that. I mentioned Logan McNeely earlier. He, uh, he had a big day, and it was actually sort of a big week for him in that tournament. But uh, Logan, with uh, 22 points in the ballgame, uh, uh, big knife from the free throw line as well, but also hit a couple of threes along the way. Logan Applegate with 18, but uh, uh, we saw during this tournament uh, Logan McNeely uh, really come into his own. Uh, hopefully, and we're going to talk about the clever game here in a minute, but uh, but really, really did well in that game against Web City. He did, and when we were up up against the wall and in a hole, second quarter stepped up, knocked down two big threes for us, and then again, and we were in another big hole in the third. And then going into the fourth, just came over and, and said, Coach, I've got this matchup against this guy who cannot contain me without fouling me. And he was able to attack the basket, get to the free throw line. And he had not gotten to the free throw line enough uh, in the first part of the season. Mm-hmm. And over Christmas break, with all of our players, but especially with Logan, we talked about drawing contact and not just being a jump shooter, but also being a guy that we make the defense guard off the dribble. Logan did a great job of that, and it really showed – uh, that he's not just a role player. He's definitely a, a guy that can uh, take over and and uh, in stretches of ball games uh, carry the scoring load for us. Case Anderson getting uh, getting more minutes now. Of course, as he comes back off the the broken leg that he suffered during football season, he ends up with nine points in the game. This is a guy again, just a sophomore, but plays bigger than his six one frame. Absolutely. You you look at him getting off the bus and you think six one, probably a maybe a guard or an undersized mm-hmm. post, but. Gets a lot, ju- a lot done around the basket. Does a good job of understanding angles, how to finish. Being left-handed, I think, is always a little bit of an advantage inside, but he can finish with both hands. So it was good to see him in there. And what that, that allows us to do a couple different things. It allows us to have, at different times, two post players in the game with he and Ben Hines. But then it also allows us to substitute to where we constantly have a fresh athletic body in there between he and Ben so nice to get him back to see him back in action and as he recovers from that injury uh, I, th- I think he's just going to continue to get better and better for us. We talked on last week's program about Luke Brummett and uh, he didn't have a lot of points he had eight points only one field goal in the game but he was a presence especially on their offensive boards I know when you when you rematch with them at Frontenac next week I assume that's going to be a priority to make sure that he and Caden Turner don't uh, get the offensive boards that they got. For sure and we, what we've got to do is is we've got to help one another and you know, it may be a situation, Mike, where I'm guarding you and then on dribble drive opportunities I go to help on the drive. Well, when that shot goes up, I'm going to box out the closest guy I can and I may not be able to get back to you to box out. We have to box out as a team, as a committee. All five of us have to go box and it can't just be on Case and on Ben, just on Logan, just on Lane to box out. All five players have to want to defensive rebound because Web City and, and some teams will play, they're, they're too good to continually give them second and third chances. And uh, the free throw line and then offensive rebounding opportunities were, were two areas that we really need to be better at uh, next Saturday. 
Well, and then Webb City did go on to win the, the tournament championship over Joplin uh, with Nevada getting third and Clever getting fifth. Speaking of the Clever BJ, uh, Blue Jays, uh, where BJs came from, I have flashbacks to the Jayhawk League days with the mm-hmm. Liberal BJs. But anyway, Clever Blue Jays uh, coming in, a smaller school, but uh, uh, have played, as you mentioned last week, a large school schedule. Uh, they certainly showed the ability to hang with some of the bigger schools uh, while they were there. And you did get a 65-45 victory in the game on Friday, unlike the game on Saturday, or on Thursday, rather, this time you get the fast start, 22-8 in the first quarter. And, of course, that uh, with a big thanks to Logan McNeely, who had five trays in the first quarter. Our guys, I think, would tell you they were pretty ticked off after after Thursday night's game. Had, I don't know, maybe played angry. You hear that. Mm. Maybe that's a football phrase a little bit. But came out and just really had a chip on their shoulder and uh, you know, did not – we're not – we're just – we're not going to allow – uh, allow themselves to get in another hole like they did and uh, pleased with the response. You never know how a team will respond to a tough loss. And we thought we knew with this group how they would respond, and they, and they sure did respond the way that we thought they would with, with a lot of energy, intensity, offensive crisp, crispness, and uh, uh, didn't feel sorry for themselves. And, uh, yeah, and anytime you have a guy that's as hot as Logan was in that first quarter, you want to keep feeding him. And his teammates did a good job of finding him open after he knocked down a couple. Yeah, and he wasn't down there. He ends up with three more trays, uh, eight in the ball game, twenty six points with only one two point field goal. Uh, you know, that's just a, when you're a shooter uh, like he is. I guess that's just a dream night. It is, and there's there having played the game, Mike. There are certain nights when it's almost like an out of body experience. You don't even feel it. It's just you're going to catch it. You're going to let it fly, <laughs> and you know it's probably going in. And you st- you feel that early on with a couple and. Uh, especially a couple of those went in and just didn't touch anything but the very, very bottom of the net. And uh, it was fun and our, it was fun for our team and fun for our whole program to see Logan shoot it like that. And Logan Applegate ends up with 22 in the ball game. had a had a, a good second and third quarter to help him get to that 22 point mark. He's been he's been struggling. There's no doubt about it. Shooting the basketball, but he seemed to be getting out of it uh, midway through that ball game. Yeah, and, and teams a lot of times are going to probably key on him to start a game, but mm-hmm. when a guy like Logan McNeely shoots it the way he did. I, I, I would sure assume, without having been in the huddle at the end of the first quarter, that <laughs> Clever was going to try really hard to make sure Logan McNeely didn't continue to get open looks. Logan Applegate took advantage of that, and uh, and and it was nice to see him get back on the on the hot shooting track as well. And Ben Hines comes up with seven in the ball game and uh, uh, one or two from the free throw line, but uh, uh, he was held to two points in the Web City ball game, so a good rebound effort for him. It is, and one thing that we we talk to our guys about and that Ben and Case both have to understand is, is we just want the game to come to them. You know, it's not a situation where we've got a, a Clay Gaiman or a Dalton Gaiman where we need those guys to score, you know, 12, 15, 16 points in the paint for us every night. We need those guys to look for offensive rebounding opportunities. We need those guys to, when the opportunity comes, finish some one-on-one opportunities in the post. And uh, it was good to see Ben get back. And, and we've talked about this a lot. He's just, the feel of the game is just going to continue to come to him. And uh, on nights when Ben does have a, a mismatch like he had in the Clever game, take advantage of it. And uh, good to see him uh, get get some buckets, uh, especially in that third quarter for us. Nevada wins by 20, 65-45. And that's an impressive win. We saw what uh, Clever did the next day on Saturday to Carl Junction, whipped him up pretty good. And so uh, uh, Clever showed they had the ability to play basketball, and uh, that's a good win for Nevada winning by 20 in that contest. Moves you into the, the next uh, to the third-place ball game on Saturday. 
a rematch of last year's uh, semifinal contest uh, at Joplin against the William Christman Bears. They got the win a year ago to uh, play in the championship game. Did lose to Francis Howell, but uh, they had a lot of graduation losses. Still some good athletes back, though, but 54-37 Nevada the victor in that contest. And uh, what did you see uh, the difference in the game this year compared to a year ago? Yeah, real quick, Mike, I don't mean to go back, but Mm -hmm. I forgot to mention – uh, Bryce Gelly for Clever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lane McNeely did a phenomenal job on him defensively. Yep. And even though he had 16 points, uh, only hit two threes. And the night before against Webb City, made several threes and then had 30-some against Carl Junction, which you mentioned Clever mm-hmm. played really well against Carl Junction. So didn't want to yep. miss mentioning the fact that Lane played great defense. Mm-hmm. William Chrisman is a team, you know, that, that game was a hard-fought game a year ago. Our guys were excited uh, to get another another matchup with them. And uh, Chrisman's a group that they always want to dribble drive, get to the basket, play fast. And uh, we we did a much better job than we did two nights previous against Webb City, a team that also likes to dribble drive, of not bailing them out and putting them at the free throw line. Only five made free throws for William Chrisman. A better job of containing on the dribble and then forcing tough shots without fouling uh, against the Bears. And I thought, I thought overall that was the biggest key for us. Um, and then – uh, we also held them to one and done a lot. A lot of those stops allowed us to get out and get our own transition game started. And you also forced them into 19 turnovers. Now you had 17 of your own, but uh, they had 19 uh, turnovers in the ballgame. I think they had about half of those in the first quarter. Uh, you really, really forced them into situations they were uncomfortable in in the first quarter of play. But uh, defensively, uh, certainly a good night to force 19 turnovers. We were able to, and we've worked on this the second half of the season or, or since Christmas break, Switching defenses more. I think you've seen us play more three-two zone maybe than we played in the first half, and and teams are that's you know two-three zones probably the zone teams see the most, and I think we were able to make them a little bit uncomfortable switching from our man to our zone and and not being sure where to throw it and turnovers and then of course tough shots really do feed our transition game and we 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 want to continue to be a team that takes advantage of the defensive end and let that fuel our offense. And uh, 70% from the free throw line, 16 of 23. This time you get to the line and uh, uh, as compared to just 11 for William Christmas, so kind of the reverse of the Web City game. Right, and that's got to be an emphasis for us. Anytime you're a team that shoots a lot of perimeter shots, and that's what we are, we're a, we're a perimeter shooting team, you have to find other ways to have balance. And attacking the basket, getting to the free throw line is a good way to do that. Hopefully that's a trend that can continue for us. Well, and Logan Applegate went to the line 12 times, made nine of them. In fact, uh, kind of cooled off on after he made several in a row, cooled off towards the, the end of night, uh, the end of the day, rather, but still had 25 points, only scoring double figures. Uh, he ends up with four trays. So as we mentioned in the Clever game, seems to be getting that shooting touchback. He sure is, Mike. And hit a, hit a couple big threes for us when uh, at one point, um, Chrisman was making a little run in the, in the third quarter, hit a big three. and He's a great shooter. We know that. And, and anytime you're in a funk, the best thing to do is not think about it, not, not get in your own head. Just keep shooting. M- make sure that the looks you're getting are high-quality looks, and eventually the, the tide will kind of turn, and that's what we've seen with Logan and uh, 
hopefully that continues this week. Yeah, they got back within uh, five at halftime, 28-23. I'm trying to remember. I've, I've seen several ball games since then, but <laughs> or I've seen a lot of games in the last week. But if I remember right, you had a pretty healthy lead, and they made a run at the end of the first half to get back into the game. But then you come back out strong in the third quarter to stretch that lead back out and uh, just made it difficult on the Bears. We did, and I got to the free throw line a little bit. Uh, Evan Ray had a nice finish inside. We were balanced. I think we had uh, four different guys score in that third quarter. And uh, just – in the fourth quarter, Mike, from the third to the fourth, our defense got better and better. I, I don't think I don't think William Christman scored a field goal in the fourth quarter, and that's what we want. We want to be a team that as the game goes along, we're the team that's making the adjustments. We're figuring out, okay, how did they hurt it? How are they getting some looks? What can we do to take those things away? And when you get better and better defensively throughout the game, you give yourself a chance to win late, and uh, that's a trend we want to continue. And William Christman, they, they have some players, even though they graduated a lot off their team a year ago, they still have some decent players in Dane Hurl and Anthony Watkins, uh, Hurl especially. Uh, other than when he got loose a little bit in the second quarter, it really contained him really well. We did, and we that was an emphasis at halftime. We looked, you know, how are they hurting us? You know, uh, four, number 14 hit a couple threes, okay? We don't want him to get any more open looks in the second half. Talk more on where he's at. And then Earl, number 23, he got loose in that second quarter just not talking defensively. They would run him off screens. And we didn't open our mouth and speak loud and early on if it was a switch or a help and recover situation. Did a better job in both regards in the second half. And anytime our guys talk, we become much better defensively. So uh, that communication on defense was key. Well, Nevada goes two and one in the tournament. So they, uh, after the end result, is a seven and four record after the Comiskey Classic uh, closes for another year down at uh, Joplin High School and uh, had a good contingent of fans there on Saturday. I noticed that we played early on on Thursday, obviously with a four thirty game and uh, fairly early as well on Friday. So uh, it was good to actually see some fans that uh, we don't normally get to see right now in Wynn Gymnasium. It was really nice, Mike, and it it, it had a home game feel to it almost mm-hmm. because. We definitely had more fans there than, you know, that's a long drive from Independence for William Chrisman. And um, I think people excited, and, and of course, when you play well, that gets some excitement. But you're right, some people excited to come watch us. Uh, Coach Taylor and I were actually talking about that, that, you know, you go down to Joplin, maybe go out to dinner or something, mm-hmm. uh, catch a ball game at a, <laughs> in a beautiful facility. And uh, just uh, nice uh, to see a, a, a good, strong contingency uh, of our Nevada faithful. Well, Nevada was supposed to play uh, last night down at Lamar, but uh, that has been postponed, has now been rescheduled. It uh, will be played on Monday, February the 8th. Some uh, COVID issues down at Lamar uh, that they had to deal with uh, for the quarantine situation, basically. Uh, so uh, not that we know if anybody has it down there. They, just had, they had to quarantine. And uh, so that forced that postponement. So how has that changed your week? Uh, is I mean, I'm sure you'd love to play. I know your players would love to play. But is there a blessing in disguise now giving you more time to get ready for what is a huge ball game Friday night against East Newton? We really wanted to play that game, Mike. A rivalry game, uh, a game with big conference implications. And uh, we were we were sure, you know, halfway through the day Monday, planning on a, a game prep practice um, and then going on the road down there for what was projected to be a pretty tough battle against Lamar. Found out midday that that they were having to uh, they were in a situation where they had to quarantine several players, so uh, got it postponed. And what what that did was it it gave us an opportunity now Monday after having played three games in three days um, at the Kaminsky, we turned Monday just into a shoot around. We went we went three to four, got tons of shots up, and then got out early, saved mm-hmm. our legs a little bit. And then you're right now 
Yesterday was more kind of just a normal practice, work on some things that we saw we needed to work on from the Kaminsky, and now two full days uh, to prepare for East Newton. And then we did a little bit of that yesterday even. So, uh, yeah, we're going to make the best of it, and uh, hopefully we're pretty fresh for Friday, <laughs> and uh, hopefully all the preparation that we're able to put in uh, pays off. It will make it for a very busy uh, February now, especially early February, with this game being pushed uh, back to February the 8th. But, again, a little low on the schedule now. Again, prior to what will be a big, a big game on Friday night, court warming, if I remember right, court yes. warming on Friday night yeah. as well, uh, when the Eastern Patriots come to town. And uh, for those of you that were in Granby a year ago, I'm sure that's a game you remember. Uh, Nevada had the double-digit lead, couldn't hang on to it. They lose 50-49, to and ultimately Eastern goes on to win uh, the uh, Big 8 West Division Championship. They bring pretty much all those players back from a year ago. Uh, and I'm sure this is a year they're really pointing to. Already showing it, 12-1. Got a 30-point win over Diamond last night. So break down the Patriots and uh, refresh people's memories on all those people you saw a year ago. When we went down there a year ago, I think we knew how tough they were. I don't know that maybe people realized, other people, fans, realized how good that team was. That was, well, that was so just, East Newton's not a program athletically that scares a lot of people. Right. And <laughs> we knew that two years ago as sophomores, they were talented, but they were sophomores. And then had shown in spurts last season of how good they could be. And, and we saw firsthand, just, uh, uh, I would describe them as a tough blue-collar group uh, that really is, they have the pieces in place. It, it's a really good group of five, the way that they're able to play together. And Maybe there are probably other programs out there that have more top-end talent at a few positions, but you would be hard-pressed to find a group that has five guys that complement one another the way that they do. And We've watched them in person a couple times. We've watched them on film two or three times. Like you said, <clears throat> return everyone. Um, number three, Connor Killian, uh, about a six-four-six-five athlete, long, lanky shooter, bouncy around the basket. Your prototypical basketball player can do it all from all levels. Uh, I believe he's planning on going to the Naval Academy and is planning to play basketball at the Naval Academy. Uh, really a solid all-around player. It's, I think it starts with containing him. He blocks shots at the other end. He's a guy that I think lacked some confidence as a sophomore and a junior who, watching him this year, has taken on that alpha role for their team. Number 30, uh uh, Layman, uh, just Kyson Layman, really had a good game against us a year ago. You look at a guy who's probably six two or six three, doesn't have a crazy good vertical. You don't wouldn't realize how good he is in the post. Um, had thirty plus points against Web City earlier this year. If he gets the ball close to the basket, he is tough to guard because he can finish to both sides. Uses fakes, uses his feet well. Really, really tough to stop around the basket and is a good catch-and-shoot three-point shooter. Mm. Those two guys are tough to stop because of their versatility both places. Then their guard plays tough. Uh, Tanner Youngblood's about 6'3 or 6'4, good athlete. He's been shooting it really well. Uh, and their one loss, which was to Mount Vernon, he actually was one of their better players, made four or five three-pointers. Uh, Killian, and excuse me, not Killian, Sorrells, uh, little, little guard for him on the perimeter, a good shooter. Um, and then the kid who hit the shot to take the lead against us at the buzzer last year, Kimbrough, just a good all-around guard, uh, can play the point guard, can play shooting guard, can attack the basket, can make an open three. So really a, a, a tough group. They defend well. Coach Fields, 
uh, and I coached together at McDonald County mm-hmm. years ago. Uh, he was at East Newton, won a couple district championships six, seven years ago, went back to his alma mater, McDonald County, for a couple years. Things didn't go well there. Mm-hmm. Is really glad to be back at East Newton with this group, and uh, he does a great job. So this this East Newton team is one of the very best teams in southwest Missouri. Uh, it's going to be a tough matchup. We will have to play some of our best basketball uh, in order to get the win. And like you said, uh, really some uh, Big 8 West Conference uh, com- conference championship impl- implications mm-hmm. on Friday night. Yeah, even though it's still very early in the conference race, obviously, this, this game – on paper, anyway, should go a long way to decide who's going to win that division title. It should, and, and Lamar's got a good ball club, and you never want to say you know one game is, mm-hmm. is the difference. But when you you know when you look at one game, you win or lose that. Well, if if someone goes on and maybe loses to another team, you still have that head to head tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. So it's really like worth a game and a half to two games here. So we know how important it is. Our guys are excited to play at home. Uh, we feel like in win gymnasium, we can absolutely beat about anybody and. Uh, uh, we're, we're looking to, to play some of our best basketball on Friday. Yeah, that one loss to Mount Vernon was at the Four States Challenge down at Webb City, and they, East Newton and Mount Vernon actually went to overtime in that game. East Newton had every chance in the world to win that game. I think they just ran out of gas in the overtime. They did, and they had some good looks that they'd made all throughout the game that they just missed. And Mount Vernon, as we saw, is a gritty, hard-nosed bunch. and. Yeah. Uh, It'll take a gritty performance from our guys if we want to knock off the Patriots as yeah. well. And this is one of those games where it's really too bad that it's going to be restricted attendance on Friday night because this is one of those games where in Wynn Gymnasium you get that whole crowd, uh, home crowd behind you. It's probably worth at least five to seven points. Oh, absolutely. And you know we saw that a year ago at their place when mm-hmm. we had that lead and as they started to gain some momentum, just the atmosphere was probably worth mm-hmm. a few points to them for sure. And then – We'd love to flip that script mm-hmm. because, you know, we'll, we'll put our atmosphere up against about anybody else's. And uh, hopefully with it being court warming, I think maybe they'll extend a few more tickets to some people. And uh, hopefully everyone that's capable of coming shows up and sticks around and, and we can get it as raucous as mm-hmm. possible given the situation. Yep. We'll look forward to it on Friday. That's going to be a big one. If you can't be there or you don't have the ticket, uh, of course, we'll have it covered for you on Friday night on uh, – uh, both sides of the radio dial and our online audio streams and on NevadaMoTV.com. Same situation next Tuesday night. Uh, actually, we'll be on the AM side next Tuesday because we have area double, an area doubleheader with Rich Hill and Osceola as well. But next Tuesday night, uh, don't want to forget, you got Seneca coming up, and it's back at home again next Tuesday against the, the Indians. They got they got a victory last night. They have struggled, broke a long losing streak with a win last night. So uh, I actually ran into uh, – uh, I just drew a blank on the coach's name. Coach uh, King. Well, uh, coach King, Will yep. King. actually ran into him at uh, at uh, a, a cell phone store down in Joplin. And uh, we were both dealing with a phone situation <laughs> and uh, talked to him a little bit about his club and said, you know, they're young, trying to grow. And uh, uh, he's just he's trying to rebuild that program down there. Oh, you know, every time I see him, I still think he looks like he's in high school. But uh, he's been around a long time. But uh, talk about the Indians and what do you expect out of them next Tuesday. Coach King's just a, a- – as good as uh, as gold and not a not a better guy and uh in high school basketball mike it's you don't go out and recruit it's it's Mm -hmm. you take the groups that you have and uh, he's had some really tough ball clubs down there and i think right now they're young inexperienced and and you're right he's trying to build them up and get them where they need to be you know for a year or two down the road and what we have to make sure we do is is we do not overlook the game and that that we don't look at win-loss record or what maybe what we saw from them in the Jamboree earlier and, mm-hmm. and, and overlook the game knowing that the Frontenac tournament looms at the end of next week. We've got to take care of business. We've got to take that game as an opportunity for us to continue to get better. That The scoreboard might not be the biggest 
indicator of whether it's a successful night or not. It may be how do we play in, in accordance with our standards. And uh, anytime you get to play at home in 2020, 2021, uh, you just you look at that as a blessing, and uh, well, we look to take full advantage of that opportunity. I was going to say, you all have been war- uh, road warriors, uh, so it's going to be nice to get a little stretch here at home with back-to-back games. It is. We're really looking forward to it. And it Wind Gym's a special place, and uh, this is a special group of kids, so we hope everyone that has the opportunity watches them play. All right, wish you the best of luck coming up with the next two ball games on Friday and next Tuesday. We'll be there for the coverage, and appreciate the time. See you next week. Thank you, Mike. Tiger Head Coach Sean Gray back with more with Head, head Wrestling Coach uh, David Hawks. Andrew Pickett has that conversation after this timeout on Tiger Talk.